Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new year of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex. Uh, we watched a bunch of movies, and we're going to treat this as like a little bit of a house cleaning episode. It's been a while since we recorded. We're happy to be back. Uh, we're all going to go through everything that we watched. But before we do that, Parker, with the new year, have we got any news? You know, uh, the Golden Globes just happened, and I have to say, very brave of them to give Dragon Ball Super Broly the best movie of the year. You normally save that for the animated <laughs> category, but, you know, they really pulled out a fast one on us. I mean, like, Toy was... Story 3 was a good example of a... Uh, you can... <laughs> Start this decade off right by flipping this table. Buddy, you should uh, you should watch your words, you know, with the uh, the whole slate of playoff games for your teams last week. We're gonna cut before that. We should really save that for next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wanna you wanna just increase your workload next week, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about the head soon. We can cut it later. Anyway, uh, Parker, is that all the news we have? <laughs> yeah, there's never any fun news at the end of the year. It's nothing but just shitty Oscar bait movies coming out. I Give it time, though. I guess Give the it a couple good weeks. news that I came across was they're coming out with a sequel to Knives Out, which uh, oh god, I'm so excited! I, I'd watch that. I, hopefully, it's so. Good. Is, is that is that going to be before or after all three of the Star Wars movies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could take credit, but someone pitched the idea of just having the exact same cast, but everyone plays a different character except Daniel Craig. I'd fuck with that heavily. Oh, I want that. that. I mean, that's what they did for the uh, Nero Wolf series. I would totally watch that. That'd be great. Because someone that's tweeted also what that. they do on American Horror Story, your favorite show, Chris. He does love that show. Yeah, someone tweeted that at Ryan Johnson, and he said he'd considered it before. So, good vibes out there, everyone. Okay, let's you know, keep this. <laughs> let's make this happen. The other Why does that guy still respond to tweets? That's a good I, point. Yeah. Honestly, fucking, I would have fucking Why are we deplatforming the girl that sold her nudes to save the Australian wilderness because she dressed like an Eskimo one time and not Ryan Johnson? Come on, guys. Ruin Johnson. But also, put Don Johnson in more movies. Oh, well. You cowards. Blank quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other one is, I guess trailer reaction time i saw that uh the trailer for the call of the wild or whatever with harrison ford uh no i have positive money really yeah that dog looks horrifying dude that's actually my biggest praise is the way that the dog looks and i want to use that as like a comparison the same eyes i evidently not the way i want to do this comparison is like that dog versus the way that the Lion King remake looked like, I think I'd rather have that dog than the Lion King remake because that dog looks like a cartoon. I know the dog's not there and I'm fine with it because it looks like it's a cartoon. I can tell its emotions and everything. Whereas with the Lion King, it, it looks like a nature documentary, but with flappy jaw and it, it doesn't work at all for me. I'm not going to go see this movie because I don't know, I've got things to do, but 
I, I think as a point of comparison, I'd rather have something that looks somewhat artistic, even if it looks kind of stupid. I will not be seen. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dog's probably going to die. God, uh, I'm just remembering when I saw Star Wars, like, my theater never shows commercials. Like, it's always the, hey, thanks for showing up. Here's all this dumb shit on TV. And then trailers and it starts. Not only is it littered with commercials, but they play like four commercials and then bankroll like four Disney trailers afterwards. And I thought I was going to kill myself. Ew. Can't wait to see Mulan and whatever that new Pixar thing is. And, and that, Black Widow. That Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> oh, no. Speaking of a Ryan Reynolds movie, we'll get to it. Oh, no, I think good. <laughs> I made good on all of my promises these two yeah. weeks. I well, sh- that makes one of us. Uh, you oh, still have was supposed watch- to watch something. Yeah, once upon a time. I what it was. I, like, I went to go listen to it and then realized, oh yeah, I didn't send you my audio, so I can't. Thank you so much. <laughs> Alright, so Jerks of the Week, besides Alex for not watching Once Upon a Deadpool. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, my Jerk of the Week oh, is... Yeah. <laughs> fuck, that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> I should have forgot. Leave me alone. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that's still your assignment. I'm keeping that one on the board. I wasn't going to try to Back to the corner with your dunce cap. Okay, my actual jerk of the week is T.S. Eliot. (laughs) Mine will come up later. For reasons that will become apparent later on. (laughs) My jerk of the week is my good friend who cares about me very much, who had 11 egg rolls delivered to me during the snowstorm. (laughs) Absolute king shit. I... I have never felt more like death in my life. It's close for me, boys. I can only imagine what you're sweating right now. It's not. It's not. There's still two of them left. Like one for each of us, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I walk by the fucking kitchen table and just shudder. Love to talk about movies with my friends, and then Lady and the Tramp and Egg Roll right in the middle of it. <laughs> I do have a brief keeping it woke goes wrong. I hope I can keep it oh, brief. Oh fuck. <laughs> Listen, you communist son of a bitch. I know you guys oh, always... So here's this Iran bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one's about a movie we recently watched called uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I think uh, I know where this is going. <laughs> and, yeah, this is one specifically for Alex, I think. Uh, Alex, you did mention earlier on, uh, off mic, that it's not really fun to hate movies anymore. It's like... We were among the people who said, yeah, Rise of Skywalker really sucks. Uh, Everyone says that. For all the people out there saying, everyone who defends Rise of Skywalker, explain this. There is no one who defends the Rise of Skywalker. There are plenty of people. They just don't have Twitter accounts because they're well-adjusted and happy. Oh, well, that must Must be nice. Must be nice. You know what? I just don't believe you then. Anyway... Here's the problem with everyone hating on The Rise of Skywalker is that it's led to a critical reappraisal of The Last Jedi. The amount of people who are coming out now and saying that actually The Last Jedi was the good one. Guys, seriously, what are we doing? We don't have to pretend like this movie is good. The Last Jedi fucking sucks. Skip, those people always existed. <laughs> I know, but now, I think they're... Now they just get to take a victory lap, which was not how I saw 2019 I, ending. I'll, you know, it's not even a victory lap. I, I actually think The Last Jedi was worse than The Rise of Skywalker, although I'm not going to rewatch either one of them to do a real comparison here. Uh, hey, did the Patriots win? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> Can't assign something I've already watched, at least under the current rules. Uh, yeah, that's my keeping it woke goes wrong. Let's move on to... Hey, Chris, buddy, on, on that note... Our uh, our good friends at the Blue Slate had a poll of the day yesterday. Did they? Oh God. Was Star Wars: The Last Jedi a good movie? Oh, 
What do you think the yes percentage is? 77% knowing that site. Parker? I'm trying to think of the people that would still be there at this point. <laughs> Both of them? Oh, no, I'm going to go like... Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to go like 30%. I'm going to go opposite direction. You guys both are too high. 23.6%. Hey! It turns out we were doing something right all these years. All right. Well, you know, I'd like to thank all our subscribers on the blue site. I should probably post the link there. Anyway, yeah. No, fuck no, I don't want those people in my life ever again. I'm finally free. I disavow, I disavow, I completely disavow. If you okay. ever find any of my old accounts, that was a different time. Um, you know, I actually was letting was my I was letting my account to a friend at the time, who I don't even know. So, anyway. Uh, friend is uh, too strong a word, I would say. <laughs> Let's... Parker made all my posts for me. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Let's talk about what we watched what recently. What's your screen name again? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I watched was a book, uh, but it's a book about movies, so I think it's worth mentioning on here. It's a book called The Good, The Bad, and The God Awful, and it's a collection of movie reviews, and it's actually one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, I think it's very, very, very well written. It's so interesting. The person who wrote it agrees with me on uh, a lot of movies. It agrees with us about a lot of our movie takes, and I think that's nice. Uh, a lot of the reviews are a lot shorter than some of the ones that we've written before, but that's okay. Uh, I, I think it's great. They're all 21st century movie reviews. You're not going to find anything from the 90s. It's all like the 2000s and stuff like that. And you get some really, really good reviews in there, and I really like it. And of all people, it was written by Kurt Loder of MTV News. So wasn't quite expecting that, but uh, oh. I, I really like that book. So I'm happy. That was a twist I wasn't anyway, anticipating. Anyway, I was recently in South Korea, went over there for a little vacation. I got on a plane, a good 12-hour uh, plane ride over there. I was sitting next to a kid, and uh, I didn't want to watch an R-rated movie. Coward move so by You're a coward, yes. Right, I don't know. So I was like, well, you know, I could show him a classic. So I decided I would show him uh, Remember the Titans, a movie that I happened to love. I sort of grew up with it. The Birds as, of Olympus. Yeah, as it aged well. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Not necessarily. I still love it. I, I, there's a lot of things I like about it. Alex, you once said that um, Superbad was a movie that represented your high school career. Uh, for Correct. me, it's Friday Night Lights and Remember the Titans. I know you asked, which racist white character am I? I am obviously Louis Lastic, the obese one. I can't say my lines again if you just repeat them for me. <laughs> yeah, the fat well, kid who kept getting concussions. Yeah, he was the best part of the movie. <laughs> my pet pig. I like him a lot, I don't know. Uh, I like Sunshine, too. He's got the funniest man-on-man kiss since Bugs Bunny. So, uh, <laughs> tough watching that one, my dad. Anyway. Uh, you know, they, like they throw this stuff in the movies. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> you don't know if that actually happened it's actually fictional they say based now, on a skip, true story i've but... got no affection for china but at least they know to cut that shit out. <laughs> uh i have to say broken gary clock Bertier, son <laughs> gary Fortier in retrospect dumbest guy on the team <laughs> how did this guy understand the defense every single thing he says is like the dumbest thing i've ever heard <laughs> what did he score on his wonderlick <laughs> young <laughs> matt patricia anyway i i still like it I, I don't know if i still love it but it's one of those movies i kind of watched a lot in high school anyway time for some sad news you know your boy had to go watch a bigfoot movie even if it's on a plane so i watched Leica studios missing link 
Uh, Nick is going to go out of business. Oh man, it's uh, probably it's about as disappointing a movie as I've seen in a while. Because I like Leica Studios. I, I liked uh, Kubo the Two Strings. I liked um, Paranorman. I didn't really like Coraline as much as everyone else, but I guess I appreciate what it did. But this movie's just not very good. I can see all the hard work that everyone put into it, but they need to hire a writer. Like you have to have like a writer's room or something. That does seem important. I was just a little disappointed. You're not wrong. So where does it rank on the Sasquatch canon? Well, I don't know. (laughs) We'll leave it to Alex. Alex is the expert on uh, Sasquatch. Just standing here like this little Pepe taking notes. Yeah. (laughs) Which of the four Lance Henriksen movies are better than Missing Link? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Abominable. (laughs) Probably Big Legend. <laughs> definitely not Sasquatch Mountain. No, I don't Jesus know if this will help Christ, you, Sasquatch Alex. Mountain. I, I don't know if this helps or hurts the movie, but there are both Yetis and a Squatch. So, are they like related? I don't want to spoil it. For it's like A. Sean and B. Sean. <laughs> a. Sean and B. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, anyway, I don't know if I could even give it a recommend. It just kind of sucks. Uh, I don't know if I laughed at all during the movie. That's uh, that's a shame. It's supposed to be a comedy. Anyway, uh, next movie-related thing I watched is... When I was in Korea, it's like it's my vacation. I didn't have a whole lot of time to just watch movies. But uh, after a while, I I, I got a night to myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to, you know, external hard drive on this TV that they put in the room. Let's see if I can figure this out. And I, I read enough Korean to know what I was doing with the hookup and everything. And I watched, for the first time... Speed Racer, the 2008 version. Oh my god. I actually love this Buddy. movie. Okay. I really, really love this movie. I was at that one point sense. moved to tears because uh, it has a lot about uh, loss and uh, family and everything like that. This movie has genuine heart in it. I would trade my body for John Goodman's body if I could get John Goodman's voice as well. Um, I, I, Christina Ricci was great in it. Emil Hirsch was good. Is it Emil or Emily? I don't know. He's probably European. Uh, I, I like uh, it. I love the visuals. Your forte, dude. Don't look at us. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, the visuals are incredible. Uh, I, I don't, do you guys ever watch the anime of uh, Speed Racer? Because I watched a couple episodes at my grandmother's house and uh, I thought it was okay, but I certainly didn't lad. fall in love with it. Yeah, it I didn't remember do when it was me. on right before Toonami, and I was like, eh, you know what, I'm just going to wait to watch Gundam. It's fine. It's probably a good idea. Same. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those 60s anime, so. I know my mom liked it a lot, but, when, you know, the weirdest thing about Speed Racer is the year it came out. 2008. Like, Hollywood and other industries have never really stopped doing the thing where they sell your culture back to you. They sort of market nostalgia. But... 2008 is kind of a weird year to release this uh, movie adaptation of an anime that came out in 1967. Like, I kept being reminded of Flintstones from 1994. Now, don't get me wrong, that movie sucks, as Parker's going to find out this episode. Oh, wait, what? I have to feel... <laughs> Future episode. Fuck. No, 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 I said Flintstones, not Flintstones Fever Rock Vegas. Anyway. Uh, oh, God, so I can't take both, you guys. <laughs> Speed Racer, for a movie that's two and a quarter hours actually really really good for a kids movie there are definitely problems that little kid and the monkey i certainly didn't need a lot of that um but actually Just really really like this movie Jesus. i like the i like the music i, I really like this movie <laughs> i really like this movie uh have you guys wait did you guys ever see speed racer 
But have I seen John Goodman murder a ninja? Yes. Yes, I have, Christopher. What oh, I forgot about movie. that. <laughs> I saw I, it once okay, under I don't know what that foggy like. circumstances and had a very good time. It's the only way to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I wish I had seen it in a theater. I, I would probably go back and rewatch it. Now, here's the question, and this could be uh, whatever the opposite of keeping it woke goes wrong. I don't know how to say who directed it. Um, just say the Wachowski siblings. Okay. The Wachowski just say, siblings. Just, Boom. Just plural. Got him. Right. Next right. one. I it's watched... all right. Nobody's trying to get canceled out there, dude. Exactly. You know, this is 2020. We're going to be brave with our takes and, you know, et cetera. So I, I watched uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, which has uh, oh, James Jesus. Cagney in it, who Orson oh, Welles. Speaking of. Called, uh, <laughs> What's Keep called one of the greatest actors? Yeah, of but all you time. were worried about getting canceled for the other thing. Okay, <laughs> I happen to like this movie a lot. It's a it's sort of a biography about this guy who actually existed and he had a very interesting life. I like the music. I like uh, you know some of the sequences. It finally had tap dancing that even I can get into. Are there uh, any singing birds in this one? <laughs> no, there are no singing birds. Actually, I would say it had just the right amount of blackface. So anyway, I happen to enjoy the movie a lot. <laughs> it was, it was uh, just a little bit, but it was very tasteful. It's very, very small. It's like really brief, blink and you miss it. But it's like just a little the right amount of, of blackface. It's like pornography. You know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, too much just sort of overpowers the whole thing, but not enough. You're just like, well, there's just something missing. So. <laughs> yeah, a little, little cherry on top of oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> just just something for the fellas and bingo <laughs> hello my honey hello oh. Oh, cinema <laughs> another movie in parker's future so anyway god um, damn it I, I said i'm sorry about my laptop chris you do realize that like none of your teams won this week right you say that when is this future happening i don't know i'm just bullying anyway uh i recently finished the book memoirs of a geisha and i decided well i guess now would be a good time to watch the film adaptation for memoirs of a geisha it's a good movie okay, so uh, two movies about hookers this week they're not hookers that's mean anyway uh it's a good movie um i think the book is a lot better actually i i think if you're gonna you know experience either one just read the book instead because uh the movie goes a little too fast it makes some changes that i, I don't know if i totally sign on with there's some great performances some beautiful cinematography but the book is just a little bit better so i'd say go with that and uh, then on the way back <laughs> i don't know why i did this uh it was a 13 hour flight which i spent most of the time just reading and writing and uh towards the end i was like man i've been on this plane for 10 hours how can I just kill three hours and just not do anything? Just sort of turn my mind off. I check out the uh, movies listed. Most of them suck. There's a whole Correct. lot of really lousy movies on that one. It was weird. I was flying Korean Air. So uh, I, I had a choice. Do I watch a Boston movie? Yo, Marky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. <laughs> you know, I put that in a previous episode, right? <laughs> I actually put the music underneath you. <laughs> I assume that's under every episode. When are we doing that? (laughs) When I say that, I mean any movie. (laughs) Put a fucking band in it. Uh, I'm sure. Is that that how we're going to celebrate the end of the dynasty? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not jump to conclusions. Celtics still have a shot. Anyway. Next week's episode, The Departed. But folks, I don't mean Tom Brady. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> Got him. Uh, so actually, I decided I would rewatch. And again, when I say kill three hours, I decided I would rewatch The Sound of Music. That movie's oh, really fuck. not very good. That is yeah. not where I was expecting this to go. Yeah. That, I, I really is don't it, think that's that a Boston a movie? movie at all. It's not a Boston movie, which is why I don't like it anymore. Um, Correct. I think when I was a kid, I was, was just it? like, well, it's okay for a Disney movie. Turns out Disney had nothing to do with this. So, Chris, question. Answer. Was this the best musical you saw this week? <laughs> yes. <laughs> By a long shot. <laughs> uh, it sucks. Um, I mean, say what I you want about Cats, but it doesn't have any Nazis. I don't have to admit, uh, maybe it doesn't suck. Uh, it's it's okay. It's still got a good message that Nazis. Really, I bring bad. that up and then you pivot on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, the, many of the messages that Nazis are bad, uh, which is good to be reminded of. Thank you so much. I think the main oh, draw fine. of this movie is that uh, it's it's kind of nice every once in a while t- for us to point out when an actor or an actress really hates a movie that they're starring in. Christopher Plummer hates the sound of music more than any of us ever will he is immediately furious every single time he's on screen he's either that or he's piss drunk and it's so much fun to look at and he's referred to his time in uh acting in the the sound of music very negatively he hated working with julie andrews he said she was like a disney princess every single day just every single time he'd come onto the set let's start at the very beginning and he's just like oh Jesus, pull out the flask. That that sounds realistic, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he referred to it as the sound of mucus or S&M, so uh, owns occurred even back in 1965. Um, that was that was it. like my favorite part about reading afterwards is, oh, Christopher Plummer hated that shit. Um, the sound of music, no wonder it killed movie musicals. I know it was extremely popular when it was out, but uh, afterwards no one wanted to see that sort of stuff anymore. Um then Parker, at one point oh, you assigned you peaked, me. You peaked. Yeah, that's the peak of musicals, and geez, no wonder Parker hates him. Um, Thank then, you, vindication. At one, at one point, Parker assigned me the movie Us, which came out in 2019. So oh I yeah, I did, that. didn't I? Uh, an interesting I'm thing. Both of you implied are just like, oh, I should rewatch this. I'm not sure if I liked it. You don't have to rewatch it. Um, I'm not saying I hated it. I actually kind of liked it. I appreciate it. I think that Jordan Peele could have an outside shot at winning Best Director because this seems this like year? Was a no was chance. really tough to direct. Uh, I, I don't know that I like it, though. I think uh, I think my problem with it is largely the storyline. As a science fiction thing, it sort of falls apart if you actually start to look at it too much. As a horror, it simply doesn't work because there's nothing scary about it. Uh, the performances are great. Lupita Nyong'o was great in this movie. Uh, really respect her. Um, I, I'm kind of—I I don't know how I feel about the humor because I love humor in horror movies, but I don't know how it works in this one because it looked like it was a little too disjointed. Um, I will say, easily my favorite joke is the name of the yacht. I got a—I got a big <laughs> laugh out of the cornball dad dabbing when he gets out of the car. And that's, that's real good. <laughs> Forgot about that. Thank you. I just like the fact they named the yacht Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> I think I respect us um, more than I like it. Just the fact that, like, all right, you made Get Out, you can do whatever you want. It's just to take a massive swing like that, whether it be successful or not, yeah, I kind of respect. It's ambitious. Yeah, it is. The um, problem is, like, it's super ambiguous and right until it's not. 
and then it could not be less ambiguous. I, it's like, hey, if you don't okay, think about it, me, the metaphor works. Me, it's like, all right, well, now you're going to think about it because I'm going to tell it to you for 10 minutes in the camera. Yeah, that's my big thing here is there's a lot of people that I've been speaking to, people that I respect, but every also single us. person who's been like, yeah, I didn't really understand it. I think I need to watch it a second time. Really? The movie tells you explicitly what happened. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I thought the twist was extremely obvious, and I guessed it as soon as the movie started. And I, I it's I, I don't know. This, the same way I feel about all quote unquote twists now is I'm not trying to guess anymore because like it's more fun if I don't try to guess. Same. I can figure out most movies because I have a brain and an IQ over eighty if I really put my brain to it. But like Must be nice. that's not a fun way to watch things, so I just don't do it. I know, but it it was just kind of, kind of sticking in my head the entire time. I was like, well, that's kind of obvious that's what it has to be nothing else made sense to me uh and i that that being said they they explained it well and they had like a lot of little details that really helped it along but it was kind of obvious to me and i for everyone who says yeah i didn't get it i had to go to reddit for fan theories you you don't need a theory on it the The movie tells you explicitly what happened you know we can't start you're 2020 with Reddit fan theories, you guys. You're we have better, to be better off not understanding a movie than going to the movie's Reddit. No, just, like, point, just, yeah. just take the L if you don't fucking get the movie. It's fine. It, yeah, exactly. Like, it's judge okay you for to that. not get it, but don't go to Reddit. But if you're don't a Redditor, know. like, that's unforgivable. <laughs> yeah. Like, absolutely. <laughs> go fuck yourself. I, I, I just... I, I'm not acting like I'm an expert on the movie. Jordan Peele is an expert on... He made the fucking thing. And he, he did, uh, I, I think, a good job. Maybe it doesn't work for me. Maybe there was, like, a little thing that's... I think it's just, like, a personal taste thing. So I definitely respect it. And if it's in your top ten of the year, good for you. But I, I don't know. I think I'm looking for something different with my movies. So It's uh, it's ambitious, and it's different, and I respected what it was going for. And it did a lot right, but it also did a lot wrong. What would you when say I say I like want to rewatch the movie... Wrong. It's not because I think it needs a second viewing to actually enjoy and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's because I want to see which side, which one of those two sides really wins out at the end. Because I'm not sure. Like, I'm not... If somebody asks me if they should see us, I, I'll say, like, yeah, probably, because it's interesting and it's different, but, like, I can't recommend it. Like, I, and I want to figure out where I follow in the movie. Which is weird, and because really I think I'm... genuinely not sure right now. I, I think at this point I might be a little bit more apt to recommend it to people, because I think people should see innovative or interesting science fiction movies. And I think this is a little bit more science fiction than thriller or horror. But even then, I definitely didn't love it. I think there's one of the ones where I actually groaned out loud is when they started playing Fuck the Police. When, when it was like, wait, Alexa... Yeah, it wasn't great. Whatever it was, Ophelia... Yeah, really deep reference. Ophelia, call the police. Now playing Fuck the Police. Look, I get it. Everyone knows that's, oh, that's not I'm assuming not that funny. killed in the theater, but I didn't see it in the I theater. I know it killed in the theater. I'm sure it did. I have no doubt that it did. That doesn't make it funny to me. I have to. I, I don't know. It, it seems like very surface-level, casual, Marvel-type humor. Um, I, even, even Deadpool wouldn't have done a joke like that. So... Uh, there were jokes that worked there were, <laughs> there were a lot of jokes that worked uh, one of the ones I really liked is wait we don't want to scare the kids and they say in unison in the background too like I, I don't know I, that, that worked uh, I, the cornwall dad was hilarious <laughs> couldn't get Tim Heidecker it's, it's, it's a really good character yeah <laughs> really I couldn't really get into Tim Heidecker as much as everyone else yeah. did he didn't really uh, bring a lot to me but he, he was okay I guess I, I don't know I wasn't as into us as everyone else was the no. the nerve of that movie to play the wrong version of Good Vibrations, dude. Thank you. I, <laughs> I knew you were gonna so say so irritated. 
I'll say it every time this movie comes up because it's the first thing that I think of when I think of us. <laughs> That's what you think about? All right. All right, I'm going to put good vibrations in this part of the episode and just let it play out. But, like, every episode. Yeah, but I'm going to put the wrong one just to fuck with you. Oh my gosh. Can we we make this a video podcast, but it's just us talking over the good vibrations video? (laughs) Yo, it's about that time to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. Uh, Then I watched watched something that I guess I should have watched when I was in a foreign country in Asia. I watched Lost in Translation for the first time. Uh... It's okay. Really, you've never seen that before. No, I actually, I actually haven't seen it before. It had been on my recommendations list for a long time, but uh, finally sat down and watched it, and it was all right. Um, I th- kind of a subtle performance from Bill Murray. I think he's really, really funny in this, but in in a way that's not as like uh, the the rare good Bill Murray movie. After I, the only reason I agree with you is because he's made a lot of really bad ones. I happen to like Bill Murray a lot more than you do, I guess. But uh, I don't dislike Bill Murray. He just makes bad movies. Well, like he's probably a great guy. I, I I love him whenever he's doing like Wes Anderson jackoff material. Like I'm into that. Oh, I but... like him. I like him in some of his more well known. I happen to like him in uh, what's that? Tootsie. I don't even like the movie Tootsie very much, but he's the best part of it. You went for Tootsie there? Uh, that's a small. If I had I'm trying to go in like a thousand guesses, I would have never guessed Tootsie. I, yeah, he's he's funny as hell. I, I would have been less surprised if he said like Ghostbusters three. Well, g- he was a good him. one. Oh, wait, he was. Oh, shit. No, I forgot about that. No, he's great in Ghostbusters. I like him in that. I like him in Stripes. Uh, I even like him in Space Jam. Is that your favorite Bill Murray performance? Be honest. My favorite Bill Murray performance is Rushmore. Oh, all right. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know. I like I like Bill Murray. I think I like him a little bit more in the Charlie I happen to like him a lot in this movie. Uh, as for Scarlett Johansson, she's... Uh, the same as she's been in every single movie I've ever seen her in. Which she's is okay. a B plus in literally everything. Yeah, it's, sometimes yeah, it's fine. Take, yeah. Except for Ghost in the Shell, which is B minus, I guess. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't no, seen dude. it yet. Parker, if you want to say, I just broke sure she's, nervous sweat. I'm sure she's fine in it, except you know, not Asian. Yeah, that, I I don't have any desire to see it. Uh, I do happen to like this movie. Well, <laughs> it really is a shame about the end of your dynasty. Then I I do happen to like this movie. Um, I think it says a lot of things about like uh, loneliness, which is an important subject to talk about today. I think a lot of young people are very lonely and they don't know uh, how to address it. And this movie does a good thing about uh, talking about these sorts of things. I did not know that Sofia Coppola sort of directed this sort of about herself and her marriage to Spike Jones. I think that must have been very awkward. Who? <laughs> I think this must have been. I think this must have been very awkward for him to see in the theater and be like, "Oh, sorry, honey." And then they collaborated on a picture, so. Anyway, yeah, Lost in Translation is pretty good. Uh, I didn't love it. I think Us is a better movie, actually. But uh, yeah, Lost in Translation is pretty good. Then I watched Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, this is the most bizarre. Like now that I'm finding out, none of these happened on a plane. I'm very confused. Yeah, I watched Twelve Years a Slave. I was, I realized, hey, I haven't seen this. I should probably go and see this. This is one of those things where like uh, a lot of um, uh, critics kind of said the same thing about it and i mostly agree with them it's really really good the movie's basically like a staring contest it's uh almost a torture movie in a way but it's about something historical you know that actually happened so it's like confront what your country did in a way i want to say something that i don't think anyone else pointed out though so this will be a really short one i love the sound design i think the sound design in this movie is some of the best that i have ever heard it is so ultra realistic 
I, I think it's actually fairly uh, incredible. And I, I really, really, really like it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen 12 Years a Slave, but uh, it's, it's pretty good. I don't think I did, but uh, I'm glad you brought it up because that just reminded me of something that I wanted to bring up uh-huh. on this podcast. Because I was... <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, because, you know, everybody's everybody's doing their decade retrospectives and shit. And oh, yeah. I went through, like... I don't know, a week or so ago, just to, like, look at, you know, what actually got nominated for Best Picture every year this decade, because, like, in my brain, it's been, like, a really weak year of, like, Best Picture, a really weak decade of Best Picture movies, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, that's pretty much correct, but more importantly, did you guys fucking know Babe Pig in the City was up for Best Picture in, like, 95? Wait, do you mean the (laughs) movie Babe, not Babe Pig in the City? Yeah, the Pig in the City, dude. Wait, no, hold on. Wait, no. It, You're wrong. There's two Babe movies, I know. Yeah. Babe Pig in the City came out in 98. Okay, try to keep it accurate here. Um, Are there... Is Babe Pig in the City not the first one? No, the it's the first one is Babe, 95. That was up for Best okay, Picture. Okay, whatever. The fucking Pig movie was up for Best Picture. Yeah, the movie's really good. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> yes! That's why I saw the sequel. Why did you watch... <laughs> George Miller fan over here. All right. D- did Happy Feet get any nominations? You would know. I, if it got nominated in another category, I'm not sure. There's only like five animated movies every year, so my blanket answer is yes. I happen to like Which babe. means The Queen's Corgi's probably up for something, boys. It's probably up for Best Animated. In best some Foreign movie. Film? <laughs> best Foreign <laughs> Film. Oh, Queen's Corgi beating up Parasite would be so cool. <laughs> we need an Oscars category called Biggest Clapback, so we can put that dog biting the Cheeto Man in the balls. <laughs> That, the and also the guy from Jurassic World 2 saying nasty woman. Those are your two nominees. <laughs> what a nasty woman. All right, next one I watched. I am a dinosaur um, How do I, I... Parker, Parker, for the next one, I kind of want to, like, set the scene. Sort of like a oh, film noir sort of thing. You know, dark and stormy night, there's an alleyway. Imagine... Rain assaults the pavement? Just been, Got it. Yeah, rain assaults the pavement. Uh... Imagine you've just been kidnapped, and you're thrown into the back of a taxi, and you're in a burlap sack sort of thing, and they just dump you out onto the pavement. You look around, and you're in a city you've never been in before. You're looking around, (laughs) and you see a bunch of eyes staring out of the distance for you, and someone offers you their hand and asks you, would you like to watch me make the Jellicle choice? (laughs) (laughs) Would your mind touch the void? Would you like to live? That's what happened to me. It's this is actually the opening of the fucking movie. He's not go fuck yourself. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Absolutely, go fuck yourself. (laughs) The 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 jellyfish cat has you write your name in his little black book, and then you float into the sky with the other cats. A little black book. A little black book. Oh man, it's uh, <laughs> it's a tough watch. I'll tell this. I I have to disagree with Alex on a couple points. One, Alex said the CGI looks good. I I can't really agree with that, but I will. <laughs> and agree I think with it the, looks uh, great. I agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think my basic sort of uh, thing here is that uh, I'll agree with the point. Is like for the first five ten minutes, the CGI looks nightmares. Then you're just like, oh, that's just the movie. You just kind of like, whatever. It really, it really does filter out of your brain so fast if you're not just thinking about things you want to put in your medium review about this. I, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you look at it and you're just like, I 
I, that's not really my problem. I'll, I'll get to my problem in a bit. My problem is not the CGI, except for Robbie Fairchild. He looks fucking dreadful the entire movie. Just looking around. The, it's hard to describe an actor as he just looks at things, but he I does. That's my a problem. Trap card. <laughs> <laughs> He's irritant. My problem is not the actors. I actually think the actors do a pretty good job, or at least as except best, James Corden. Yes. Except for James Corden and Rebel Wilson, who should not be employed rebel wilson is doing the same thing that rebel wilson always does and therefore i can't forgive like i can't be mad at her for you know somebody else casting her for that role well james corden however like what the fuck man i'm sure he I'm has some sort of I talent like, i haven't seen it yet though like, like yeah whatever he's in that thing where people get coffee sure cool oh, whatever yeah. that's fine you have your thing but like your if your thing is just being a fat lazy cat that eats cgi food and gets stuck in drain pipes like Maybe funny? turn down the script. But like you Rebel don't need Wilson, to be in this man. She should we be in the box of the are. street. She she shouldn't be acting. She shouldn't be singing. She shouldn't be dancing. She shouldn't be anywhere near a screen. She shouldn't be involved in production. I I cannot stand her. She's not funny. She's not good at acting. She's not good at singing. She's not good at dancing. Why is she employed? She'd be working at Taco Bell. We talk about the we talk about the one eighty <laughs> we've all done on the rock, like as a group. I feel like the fastest I've ever done 180 on an actor is Rebel Wilson. It's like, oh, she was kind of funny in that first Pitch Perfect movie, and now seeing her, just like, a chemical Dude, f- reaction happens in my body. The I first can't. Pitch Perfect movie fucks. Like, it's so good. ever going to take that away. Like, it's it's fantastic. And the second one is watchable. And it's we're fun. not going to talk about the third one. Oh, Jesus oh, wept, oh. that third one. Anyway, that's our discussion Thanks. on Pitch Perfect. Back to the cats. Uh... I, again, my problem is not really the actors. In fact, here's one. I don't know who plays, I can't believe I remember this, Rumple Teaser, but I kind of like noticed her. I was like, wait a second. She's doing a lot of heavy lifting. She's trying to act with her face and her eyes, but she's still forced to say these asinine lines. And wait, I thought Rumple Teaser was the dude and Mungo Jerry was the girl. No, no, no. I'm pretty... Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not don't saying that in any this. point of authority. I just thought that. Let's let's go back to the song and play that note. Um, I, you know what? My problem. But what if we did? My problem is not the singers. Jason Derulo is a pretty good singer. It turns out. Uh, Jason, like, like that song is idiotic, as I'm sure we will get to. Yeah. But it's like I said off mic. That's like probably the best Prince impression I've heard since he died. Yeah, it, it, like, I think that's fair. It, he it's really, like it's very, really impressive well. vocally. Like, and musically, I like the slap bass. I, I like some of the guitars pretty good, and then it's immediately ruined by Rebel Wilson shrieking some of the most asinine lyrics I've ever heard. Alex, you put it perfectly. Well, the Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. Sometimes he's doing one thing, but he wants to do something else. And the whole thing is British, too. So we'll get to that in a little it's bit. Fi- it's five minutes of that. Yeah. Just, just that. My problem is also not the production design, because I think the production design tried to elevate this as best they could. I am familiar with the musical. I sort of watch, like, they get, like, a Netflix sort of performance thing somewhere. I don't remember. Oh, cool. Name. So you fucked a theater girl once. Got no. I, okay, yeah, but still. <laughs> the Hubble brags ever end. God damn. <laughs> we can read between the lines, man. You can just fucking say it. Look, anyway. So I, I'm familiar Is with it. Is this the same works. girl that made you what watch I'm Rupo? getting. Please at... tell me. Anyway. So I... Uh, <laughs> had... Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I decided, like, you know what? The production design is sort of like elevating the movie in a way. It's sort of like... I can't work with this. I don't know. Can we make like some sort of background for them to interact with? And this is like where they go and everything. And 
Honestly, it's not that bad. I don't even think it's that bad that they're the size of cats. I don't care about that so much. Although, I have to admit, during Skimble Shanks, the Railway Cat song, the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the perspective is awful. They're about as big as mice for some reason. Did you know there are also CGI mice with human faces? Dude, dude. And CGI dude. cockroaches. You got, you got it all wrong. Skimble Shanks, the Railway Cat, just works on a train for giants. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe. Did you not get that in the movie, dude? Come on. No, I. I thought you were paying attention. Oh, don't talk to me about paying attention during cats. Get your mind Gimble off slinging shakes. dick on Broadway for five seconds. <laughs> Just actually focus on a movie. Fucking look, Jesus Christ, I, man! It's it's a really tough. You're not watch, about the music, admit. and that's what's gonna ruin this you podcast. Know what? It, you know, my problem isn't even the director, Top Hooper. <laughs> he's he's not my problem with the movie. I think that he's sort of like. I'm gonna do the best I can with this shit. Well, I know, I know, maybe he likes it, but I don't think he's a problem. <laughs> no, the, the the problem is my understanding is that this was his pitch and his idea, and he's the one that was like, "I want to do cats, but as a movie." Well, then and if you're that like, guy, also, then I also then, don't think yeah. that he's a problem. Maybe an executive shouldn't have said yes to him. Kind of like James Corden shouldn't. Have, but also, uh, said yes, to his yes they should have. No one should have said yes to this. <laughs> no. Well, Lay Miz made money, so what's the worst that could happen? Oh God. Oh Man, Jesus! Also, fucking sucks. Correct. Well, that's that's, that's well, well. Here's the thing: is that Les Mis is also based on a musical that's good. Cats. Les Mis is an incredible stage. Yeah, Les Mis is like fucking Russell Crowe in the most important singing role in the entire fucking go. Absolutely, go fuck yourself. I mean, that's Cooper. that's the thing. You will is, get no defense from me. No, I'm not. I know. I know. I I think you and I feel the same way about Les Mis, both the stage show and the movie. Uh, and that's basically where the problem is with Cats. Cats has never been a good stage musical. You might say you like it, but I don't know that you're being entirely honest. You really so like here, here's, these songs? Here's, here's the thing about Cats the stage production. It's like the most technologically innovative stage show we've ever had, and that's the reason that it's good. It has nothing to do with the actual content of the show. They do amazing fucking tech for Cats. It's like actually enough of a spectacle that makes it kind of worth watching but jesus fucking christ cats is a bad musical nobody owns the cat soundtrack it, and rightfully so because it sucks the songs are awful and i can blame two people in particular one andrew lloyd weber who good gravy i'm so sick parker you mentioned on uh the reap of the genetic opera thing where it's like kind of like a bob dylan thing where they just started insert as many syllables as they want into a line andrew lloyd weber so does that with broadway musicals now and worse yet, T.S. Eliot. This is based on a number of his poems. This is where they got the names. Mungo Jerry. Asparagus, to be the fair, theater cat. T.S. Eliot did a shitload of drugs. So it's kind of hard for me to blame him, you know? Like, oh, I guess if I, I'll if just blame God career, for like, If my whole drugs. thing was just like, like doing a dickload of opium and then writing poems about stupid cats and people buying them, I would do it too. I like, don't think I would because I haven't. I've taken. done many drugs. I just <laughs> I don't remember writing down the word jellical. I can't promise you that, but I feel like that never came out of me. I, I feel like the jellical choice is going to have to be like a, a segment on the podcast, a sequel oh, to fuck. Sophie's choice. No, we're gonna we're all gonna be like, okay, my my jellical choice of the week is going to be I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll check this out. We'll check yeah, this we'll, out. We'll, we'll hammer. Something. I'm with. I'm with. That you. is absolutely. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm fine with any choice. and all recurring Walter football's jellical of the week. <laughs> This Milligrade Jellicle over here. 
kielbasa. Uh, actually, my uh, my jellical choice for my next movie was uh, I rewatched The Lawnmower Man, but I, I watched like the Hell theatrical yeah. release, which is like forty minutes shorter. Uh, I think the director's cut, which is like two and a half this hours is, long, almost. I think the longer version is actually a lot better because there's so much more stupid shit in there. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> it's I like so the version funny. of Lawnmower Man that's not three and a half hours long. No, I like the longer one instead of the shorter one. The longer one is, I assume, much better. That's yeah. I, there's I a lot more monkey funny. in that one. Yeah, there is a lot more monkey. Movie f- again. I watched it with the other Somebody Alex, dialed in. and my favorite thing, which she was like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "Oh, that that's Pierce Brosnan." This is like when the movie's starting. I was like, "That's Pierce Brosnan." She's like, "No, it isn't." And I'm like, "No, no, you see his name is on the screen. That's Pierce Brosnan." She's like, "Okay." I could tell she didn't believe me for the next thirty minutes, and like, she was going through like a silent realization as the movie progressed that no, that's actually Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Uh, the movie still has the important parts. It still has a giant spinning 3D head, but we demand popcorn <laughs> necklaces. <laughs> I desire. <laughs> what a good ass movie. <laughs> it still has the point where he goes to VR to upload himself to the internet to take over the world. Uh, <laughs> that movie is Flowers for Algernon, but with posting. <laughs> fucking. Love Lawnmower Man so much. <laughs> it's 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 really done a lot more for me the more that I think about it and just how much I love these movies where people go into the fucking internet. It is like, so fucking really funny. It's it's next week's episode. After I virtuosity. watched it, I think I asked her. So, top five Stephen King movie. <laughs> I, Correct. Yes, but also low bar. To she also kept trying to point out like, oh, that's the Stephen King trope right there. You know, they got the alcoholic and the bully and, and the, you know, the comeuppance and everything. And I was just yeah, like, see, they shouldn't have taken his name off it. You're right. <laughs> exactly. This would have been better. <laughs> it's better than Cujo, I'll tell you that much. I still think the Imagine favorite part taking of this... your name off of one of the only good adaptations. <laughs> what a coward. I think one of the best parts of the movie is that old alcoholic guy who's just beating his son constantly, is sitting there watching wrestling. Get out of my house. <laughs> well, the ultimate war, he gets run over by a lawnmower, and the ultimate war is on to be pointing, you're gonna die! <laughs> oh what a good movie. It's, I might watch that again, actually. That's one of, that's one of our good. best episodes, I think, is a lawnmower, man. It's it's pretty good. One of the best it, discoveries like, of last year for us, easily. Yes, absolutely. We know we recommend between. I think it was a recommendation <laughs> as a joke, wasn't it? Most likely. I th- we didn't I know feel what like we were you for. guys brought it up, and I was like, and like when you guys brought it up, I was like, oh, this is definitely just going to happen. They're not joking. And then I was like, so when are we doing the lawnmower man? And you guys <laughs> like, oh, you thought we were serious? We definitely. <laughs> and I'm then. so glad we did that. Anyway, Alex brought up that there's a lawnmower man too. So my future is set. It is uh, unwatchable. Buddy, there is there is some there's something else in your future. We can do this now. No. Anyway, yeah, uh, sure. the last movie <laughs> that I watched was uh, The Last Emperor, uh, by Bernardo Bertolucci. Is that um, the movie where uh, David Spade becomes a llama? No. This, <laughs> this is not European Gigolo. Anyway. I could just uh, say whatever. The fact, the fact that your audio is lagging a tiny bit made that delivery way funnier than the listeners are going to hear, and I just need to point that out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Last Emperor is um, three and a half hours, so it's about as long oh. as The Irishman. Um, it's also a biography oh, uh, right. about it. It's a real story, and 
there's a lot of positive but a lot of negatives i think it's wonderfully shot which you expect from bertolucci at this point um i think it, there's a little bit of interesting stuff about like the politics in the background and and changing dynasties over time and changing regimes over time there's some good performances dennis dunn really should have had more regime change very topical yeah dennis dunn is in this which i'm I'm happy to see him again i love seeing victor wong again so this is both of them uh, are in this movie a year after big trouble little china came out so hopefully they're cast because of that movie uh victor wong's in this he's really good as as he always is uh joan chen who would go on to be in twin peaks uh there's uh peter o'toole who has a double phallic name um I, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> true statement. I happen to I happen to like it. Um, I think my biggest problem here is that the Emperor story. I I'm not quite sure that it was intriguing enough to warrant a three and a half hour biopic. Somehow the Irishman is more interesting, and this guy was never emperor of anything. He was never in charge of I don't know three hundred million royal subjects. And... Okay, bullshit, dude. Jimmy Hoffa was emperor of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Teamsters numbered in uh, who knows how many. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I There's a lot of interesting stuff going on, but like the main character himself is just like, well, okay. I don't know if there's like a point to all of this uh, at some point. I, I don't know if I could entirely recommend it. And it just had some blackface, but not enough blackface. Anyway, Alex, what did you watch? I guess the real missing link all along was blackface. <laughs> is that why you didn't think it was very good <laughs> yeah, like i said it felt felt like it created a, a different separate missing link just like a flash <laughs> of uh of blackface not enough like come on give us a full monty three and a half hours i could have expected more the absolute nerve three and a half minutes you know what i expected <laughs> chris, you know what I chris would cold pursuit have been better with blackface would what been better with blackface? The fact that there's not cold is... pursuit. <laughs> I can't believe there's no blackface cold pursuit. That movie was you know they wanted for to, right? You, they, they had I to. would. There was a conversation on set. They cut some. The only reason I'm thinking about that movie is because I'm trying to do a worst of the year list, and that you was and me both, buddy. Things I thought of. Actually, I did immediately my after I thought about Polar. You know what's weird? I oh I, uh, I made my. Oh, we'll talk about Polar later, year. motherfucker. <laughs> I made my bottom ten. Of the Will year we? In Cold Did Pers- you watch it again? No, but I watched Six Underground, which might as well be polar. Oh. I, I made I made my bottom ten of the year. Cold Pursuit isn't even close. I watched some real bad ones. Yeah, but well, luckily, you're you. Liam Neeson lost that battle, hey, so he sense. just spent all of the press time talking about wanting to murder a black guy. That happened last year. God, it did, didn't it? I, I keep having to remind people that Serenity came out last year, which is uh. If that's on your worst of the year, then fuck you. No, that is on my best of the year. That had number one locked up for eleven months, dude. <laughs> Hang on, let me uh, tell you what I can. I have like, my like, worst when, of the year. when I post my list on on uh, terribleblog.net and Parasite is number two and Serenity is number one, you'll know. Same, except that <laughs> Apollo Eleven. Shout out to a real um, one. Let me let me go to because uh, I, I I wrote down my my ones here. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, you can Dragon Ball yeah, Super Broly. Yeah, One, two, I'm not three. ready to do mine yet, okay. but like by all means, knock yourself. Um, I only have uh, let's see, what more my ten on here? Oh, I only have nine on here. I guess Cold Pursuit can make like an honorary ten. Although I, I don't know, the Intruder, the Intruder would tie it. I guess oh, the, the Intruder, intruder was slaps. exponentially better than Cold Pursuit. I, I didn't like either one, so. 
fucking both. I guess it was... Yes, yeah, I don't know. but I think the I intruder had one thing going for it, and that was Dennis Quaid's crazy fucking face, which is <laughs> one more thing than Cold Pursuit had. Well, Cold Pursuit had the poster. It's a great poster. Yeah. A good poster. That's what well, then people will know I watched the movie. <laughs> and that's the problem with that poster. Damn, Schrodinger's poster. Okay, so congratulations uh, to Real Deal No Sex Appeal's number one movie of 2019: the scene in Triple Threat with a grenade launcher. Good job, everyone. <laughs> that, unquestionably, yes. Fucking fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, I haven't ordered where Cats is going to go on there, so until I think more about this, number nine is going to be Cats. Um. The movie's just not very good. Number eight is Primal. Even Nicolas Cage can't save this. <laughs> Man, really? That's unfair to Primal. I think Primal I watched like three worst Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Maybe you didn't watch enough trash. Maybe I didn't, but Primal fucking sucked. And that movie didn't even cross my mind. There's a scene where like badly animated CGI monkeys tear a Mexican chef apart. That's why it's only number. Man. That's why it's only number eight. Number seven was Dead Water. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one, but that's... <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> you assigned that to him. For Van Dien. No, I, I did that one on my own. Wait, that's that right. Was, that was oh, that's right. You did that on your yeah. own. Oh, my God. What is wrong yeah, with Yeah, that was Casper Van Dien and Judd Nelson. And I was promised... Oh, right. That I was one. promised a modern-day pirate. There was no pirate, so I'm extra mad at God, it. God, I just sort of... <laughs> oh, I so you felt like I felt at the end of Open Water 2 when I was told it was a shark <laughs> movie and got no sharks. Right. Uh, number number six was the fanatic. Uh, I guess we've already talked about it, but the fanatic's not really interesting enough in either way to be better or worse than where it is. Uh, number five was Charlie's Angels. We've discussed this. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, I respect. I, I guess in a lot of ways, I could say, well, at least it had some action, which would be better than Cats or, or whatever the, that. But like that post-credit sequence is. And, and the synchronized dance sequence is enough to sort of push it down there. I is haunts my dreams, yeah. dude. Number four is sex tuplets. Thank you <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is the Queen's Corgi. When I get to the Queen's Corgi, I realize really cold pursuits in the same conversation as the Queen's Corgi. No. Should we? Should we? make him watch polar dude what it'll change his list um i'm looking at replicas actually if we're being honest with each other replicas was last year oh yeah oh, fuck. Uh, replicas was definitely like november 18 i saw that in the theater dude i remember okay uh what if number we did it anyways okay guys come on number two was the haunting of sharon tate um that was, <laughs> that's yeah. fair that was this year wasn't yeah it? it was this year this is the same year as once upon a time in hollywood and it's not just a comparison thing that pushes the haunting of sharon tate uh down this list it's i mean it's so tasteless and so stupid the fucking like backwards masking uh masking on the on the charlie manson tape like come on <laughs> oh, yeah. what a good movie <laughs> the fucking black and white of hillary duff lisping into the camera you what ever have a it? premonition about your own death? Cool. <laughs> Next movie. <laughs> and number one is The Lion King. Boy, I'm just looking right here, and I can't help but see Doom Annihilation right next to The Seven. What a year. God, that was this year. What a year for film. Man. Yeah, we're, we'll have this conversation at some point. Yeah. I'm not prepared yet. Anyway, Alex, uh, what did you watch? Okay, so I've only got a couple, because I have been running around like a chicken with a head cut off. 
now you know it's it's been the holidays and i now live an hour away from my closest family so the holidays just me driving all over fucking creation but i digress i sat down i watched a couple things all of which were in theaters which made me very happy Wait, you didn't watch elf um kill yourself <laughs> don't. we don't, we'll get we don't to need mine. to do this i it's coming i know it's coming uh, trust me i know i know what you went through <laughs> um so i'm going to only touch briefly on this first one because i know both of you are very excited to see it and therefore i don't want to talk too much about it but uh uncut gems is one of my favorite movies last year it is so fucking good it is everything i wanted it to be and then some like i you know i like i've seen enough safety brothers movies at this point granted there aren't that many but like i've seen enough to know exactly what i was in for when i saw that trailer been like okay it's just gonna be aggressively new york and super tense and there's gonna be a bunch of fucking synth pop playing and adam sandler's gonna be talking like that the whole time and i got exactly what i wanted i just 100 percent just i felt so satisfied when i walked out of that movie and like all i wanted to do was talk about it with people but nobody had seen it yet and maybe i don't need to just consume content before everybody else anymore because i if i could just walk out of that movie and just like sit in my car and talk to people about it for 20 minutes i would have been a pig and shit dude like i i had such a good time if if you've seen it like if you saw a good time and liked it you will like this probably more like the ending of this fucking movie is so goddamn good because like i'm so fucking excited i mean and and like chris you might recognize as like you're watching the climax of this movie that you recognize the uh the basketball game in question that's taking place as this is happening Mm -hmm. i also do like it, it was it was a like you know kevin garnett's in this movie the celtics are fairly fairly substantially involved in the plot and what's going on Mm -hmm. and like you might recognize it and you might remember some of the things that happen as i did and it doesn't take away from a single single drop of tension in that scene that says a lot it is so fucking good like i i've heard i I, i've read reviews from a couple of reviewers that i actually like a lot that don't care for the safety brothers because they feel like it's the same tricks every movie and they're right it is exactly the same tricks in every movie but they're such good tricks i don't fucking care it's like when uh it's like when obsidian like puts out a new game and i'm like oh this is just a reskin new vegas but new vegas fucks so i'll play it anyway like that's how i feel when i see these movies i i I get one every couple years i fucking love it there's nothing else like it and that reminds me i still gotta get you to play uh sleeping dogs I, dude, it's been sitting in my Steam library for so long. I will get there. Stop playing Bejeweled and play Sleeping Dogs. I Hearthstone is not Bejeweled, <laughs> <but>, you know. <laughs> so the second thing I saw this week was a movie that came out this year called Monos. Not like the Hands of Fate, oh, like the thing go. that Sam Darnold had, but plural. <laughs> <laughs> so Monos is a movie I can't remember the director's name and i can look it up here in a second but uh it's a spanish language movie about a bunch of teenage soldiers in an unnamed latin american country who are there it's just like this this group of rebel soldiers basically and it's you know their interactions with one another and with their commander 
and with this um, this American prisoner that they have, and honestly, it's like it's an extremely bleak but extremely good movie. I think, um, Chris, I think this is a movie that you would really really appreciate because it's shot absolutely beautifully. Um, it, it like like seriously, take notes on this. I think this is going to be in your future just because it's the kind of movie I feel like you'd really really enjoy. It's the kind of movie where the trailer references Apocalypse Now and you go, alright, fuck off movie. This indie movie is not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of earns it. Like, not that not that I'm saying in terms of, like, scale and grandiosity, but as an anti-war movie about these kids in this foreign country. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, just... Anti-war? Dude, come on. <laughs> hey, guys, let's leave oh, the politics are, are we, out are, of this, Are we okay? about to get the... Are we about to get the the Tom Berenger is actually the best part of uh, Apocalypse Now because he's the only one that knows what real war is take? Because that's one of my favorite Twitter takes that I've ever seen. <laughs> I love Twitter <laughs> takes. <laughs> no, but um, like like I said, it's it's about this this group of uh this child this group of child soldiers. They have this this commander who like shows up every once in a while, tells them what to do, and uh, they you know they're all they're all kids who go by by nicknames. So you know there's like uh, there's like Wolf and Boom Boom, and Rambo, and Bigfoot. Yes. So Another Bigfoot movie. This is, no worry, right in now. fact, a Bigfoot movie. But, um, it's a movie that, like, I would love to talk critically about with somebody because I did have my problems with it, namely that it's yet another one of these movies where the sound design is just loud, ambient noise all the fucking time. And people that like it will go oh but it's atmospheric and I'll go oh but go fuck yourself I can't deal with this shit but like it's an absolutely beautifully shot movie it's a movie that really is about like kids being kids but also in this situation of you know being soldiers and not to be that guy but especially with everything that's going on in the world right now like just a movie that's basically about forever war but without any national tags or politics applied to it like feels really it feels mean it feels like maybe it's something that we need right right yeah and like i know this is a movie that fucking no one's gonna see because it's like this this director that nobody's heard of it's in a foreign language it didn't get a real theater release came out like august it got great reviews but like i didn't hear about this movie Somebody was like, hey, you want to go see this? And I was like, yeah, sure. And it stuck with me. I've been thinking about it a lot. I saw it about two weeks ago. And Chris, I would strongly recommend this for you at some point. It's like, Monos? Yeah, it's it, M-O-N-O-S. Yeah. Like, there's this, there's this, uh, like, they're, they have this hostage with this, like, American doctor or engineer or something. And it's, like, almost a viewer stand-in character because, like, you've lived through her tribulations of, like, trying to escape and Mm -hmm. stuff, but also the fact that all of her captors are children and she doesn't really know how to reconcile that. Like, it's... It's it's very wonderful. Like, I... I will be excited to see something else from this director at some point, assuming he finds a new sound editor because I, I can't deal with these stupid, loud fucking movies. They're just... They all sound the same. They all make me think of the same things and the same beats, and... I know I say this every time there's one of them, but, like, if it were the first one of the movies I saw with this, like, loud, screeching sound design, then I would probably love it. But it's not. It's, like, the 15th, so I'm kind of over it. Ah, excuse me. I've been holding on that burp for a while. And finally, uh, last night I went out of my way 
to go to an advanced screening of 1917. Ooh, I want to see that with my dad. Which is a movie that I have been unbelievably excited about for a mm-hmm. long time. Now, I have said at some point on this podcast, I wouldn't say repeatedly because I wouldn't expect anybody tracking what my fucking words are, but in my opinion, the three best war movies I've ever seen were Paths of Glory, The Thin Red Line, and Dunkirk in some order. It's hard for me to put them in any order. And now that I've seen this, I'm not sure which gets bumped out, but something has to. This is... It's tough. That is really tough, because I love those three movies. Maybe the bleakest movie I've ever seen. Like, yes, the, the, those three movies are all absolutely incredible to me. I think I, I'd have to bump I mean, in line, mostly because I had a really bad diuretic experience during it. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not going <laughs> to contribute to my bumping of anything. But, uh... <laughs> um... No, I, like, my favorite book is All Quiet on the That's a good front. book, too. Like, I, I, I read that book when I was on vacation when I was, like, 14 and just spent, like, an entire day in my hotel room crying afterwards. And, like, I remember it vividly. Like, this movie made me feel the same things. I just openly wept in the theater and did not care at all. This is, like, one of the bleakest, most heartbreaking movies that you will ever see. And, like, it's cinematically fucking brilliant. The fact to, to to record this movie as, like, one long tracking shot is such an effective way to make a war movie, especially a war movie with the messages that this has, because, like, we never cut away to command in what they're talking about. We never cut away to home or reinforcements or any sort of armaments coming up from the back line. Like, it is just these two guys experiencing war they have their mission they get their mission two minutes into the movie and there is nothing else and it is such an effective way to make a movie like this like do they sing we were talking a little do bit do they sing any jellical songs yes actually <laughs> no there, there, say, there is <laughs> No, there is singing in this movie very lightly, but it's. Very I mean, you and I both enjoyed uh, "They Shall Not Grow Old," so I, I think I'm going to enjoy it. Correct. A lot too. Yes, uh, Chris, you should see this. I'm, I'm making a plan like you... to see it with my dad. He and I haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen a movie together since I took him out to see Vertigo at the Alamo, and he brought his gun with him. Nice. <laughs> if anyone here who works at the Alamo is listening, it's one time I'll, I'll talk to him. <laughs> No, but, like, like for real, like, the biggest reason that I can't put out a best-of list of 2019 yet is because I have to figure out if this is number two or number You know, that's, a, that's a good point, and one of the things that I've been that, that, uh, thinking about for a while is I cannot realistically make a top ten of the year because there's too many movies that I love that would get bumped, and I, I don't think it's fair to them. This was a great movie year. It really was. It, it, this really was if a If you go through, movie. like, the like, best it, movies... It started off a little bit slow, but... Even stuff that I didn't really like that much, like Us... Us is a really good movie. That's a very well-made movie. I didn't love it as much as anyone else, but I'm sure there's someone else out there who loves it to death. I, I think I, I've, it's made a lot of top yeah. ten lists. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, it's not going to make mine, but it, it's worth you yeah. talking about. This isn't like a year where the, the stupid fish-fucking movie is going to make, you know, best like picture. Like, we have actual but, good movies uh, this year. There, like, I mean, even stuff like The Irishman. The Irishman is definitely not in my top ten, but hell, I like it a lot. It's a good movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it did a lot of things right. And a lot of people are going to have it there, and mm-hmm. that's fine. There was just a lot of good movies yeah. this year. And I'm just saying that Serenity was better movie, than all of them. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, that's the real debate. Is like this, you know, like this completely saccharine World War One movie, or the movie where you know Daddy has to catch a big fish. You know, but <laughs> no, but like this, this movie is something that I think everyone should see. I know most people won't because it has such a bleak, miserable, depressing message that like. No fucking normie's gonna want to see this movie, like, and that's understandable. And it, a lot of them are gonna come back, and they're gonna be like the dipshits on Twitter that thought Uncut Gems was supposed to be an Adam Sandler comedy. Like, I know I, that's. I, I don't know. Happen. I think, and it's gonna piss me off every single time. This is like, legitimately one of the absolute best war movies and movies period that I have seen in a long, long time. I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to see Uncut Gems. I guess Monos too. So it looks like I've got a busy future. Yeah, just get your plate yeah. loaded up, buddy. As much as I would have loved to come back from our two-week hiatus and just talk about some trash, it turns out I only saw good movies. Lucky you. So, uh, someone has starting off twenty twenty <laughs> on, on a yeah. It appears <laughs> someone is ringing the alarm for me to make my entrance. Did someone say <laughs> watching trash? Wow, it's almost like you picked up on that scene transition, buddy. But oh, no, man. seriously, like if you're if you're <laughs> listening, like C nineteen seventeen. Like I it's rare that I put my foot down on a movie like this. This movie's in, more than just good, it's important. Because mm-hmm. like, this is about a period of time that a lot of people, you know, rightfully so don't know a lot of things about. You know, we get a lot of our war content, you know, from watching as as Americans, we get a lot of it from watching World War Two movies, which are always the story of the good guy versus the bad guy and heroics and the glory of battle. And it's important to have movies about war that are something else that really show, you know, things like this. And honestly, I'm glad a British director made mm-hmm. this movie because it's been overdue. Yeah. It's it's very similar to how I felt, you know, when a British director made Dunkirk. Like, it's important for that perspective on these things because it's like you're dealing with people whose actual, you know, like country and livelihood were threatened and whose po- whose you know male population was just completely depopulated by this absolutely you know destructive senseless war and i'm not going to soapbox or anything but i mean a lot of people attribute that sort of stuff to nationalism or, or patriotism but i think it's more like a sense of identity you know this is going to sound weird to say and sorry for the fake out on the transition, Parker. But uh, <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna sound weird to say, but there's there's something about the British face, especially in this movie, and I feel this way about a lot of like British cinema, that there's like a certain like weariness and sadness in the way that like the actors in this movie and the actors in a lot of like very British films look, and it's such an enhancement from you know the you know the clean cut central casting shit we see in a lot of you know American war movies. Enhancement in terms of, you know, the message and the, the, the topical content and stuff. But, like, so much about this movie works. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to talk about the plot at all. Like, like just, it's not a hard movie to figure out. It's very simple. It's very linear. It's important. Yeah, and say. honestly, 1917, some of my favorite songs came out that year. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, I... I was as shocked as anybody when the uh, the Brigade of Americans walked by and they actually had crows singing minstrel strong songs in their unit. But, uh, you know. Sounds like just the right amount of blackface. So did anyone do, like, a high-pitched voice impression of, like, a woman? Because that's, like, my favorite show. 
<laughs> That's an eight out of ten. All right, what else do you watch? Uh, so, no, right. Parker, Parker, you can you can have the baton. I am handing it off. Well, speaking of important movies, what could be more important than researching the Mandela effect? Now, Alex, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I watched this two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't remember anything that happened, but I have a note that says the dramatic zoom in on Baron Stain minutes after we learned his kid is dead. <laughs> I don't know what this context is, but I don't no, feel yeah, like going right. back. I remember. <laughs> I remember absolutely nothing about this fucking movie. Like, as yeah. soon as we finished recording, I put it on because it was like 75 minutes. Correct. Oh, it's, it's the perfect length. It does not linger, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's like I'm 75 shocked. minutes of this dude. Just like, his kid dies, and I was like, hey, you doing all right? He's like, you ever notice that uh, in this uh, Daffy Duck cartoon? They're like, oh, man. It's going to be okay, dude. <laughs> fucking Daffy Duck and Hitler cartoon is Daffy Duck such hitting, a flex. Hitting Hitler with a fucking Harley Quinn mallet as his brain <laughs> is just melting between his ears. And he's calling Why did you say that talking name? about the Large Hadron Collider. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> no wonder you can't figure out your top ten. Where is this going to place? <laughs> it is... I mean, there's there's another universe where Nelson Mandela is still alive, and this is number four on my list. Yeah, so that's why he's my jerk say? of the week for dying in prison <laughs> instead of being in that genie movie. Thanks for fucking nothing, coward. <laughs> <laughs> like, when this movie has the nerve to be like, so you know about the Large Hadron Collider, right? And you're like, oh, fuck me, dude. No, you're not. <laughs> Wait, do they do the joke where it's originally the large hard-on collider? (laughs) His daughter's in the ground. He's like, wait, didn't her curious George have a tail? It's like, you should probably divorce this guy immediately. He's going to kill you. Correct. (laughs) It's... I was about to say it's good. That is a falsehood. It is incredibly bad. (laughs) But as soon as he watched it, we both knew this was going to happen. So, Parker, better or worse than Crypto? Well, one is 75 minutes, and the other is crypto, so. <laughs> you got a lot of time. Buddy, you still have to watch Killer, man, so don't even talk to me about your top I, it's 10. It's on my hard drive. Don't worry. Pog. <laughs> Killer, man. Oh, man. So at the end of last week's episode, y'all asked me, like, hey, do you even like Star Wars anymore? Yep. I really had to think about it. Now that The Mandalorian has wrapped up, I can say, yeah, Star Wars is pretty cool. All right. I think that's fair. I <laughs> really should it's... watch that show, but I'm not going to subscribe to Disney Plus because fuck them. It was oh, dude, so... I'm just going to pirate it. Like I pirate we'll everything else. I'll cut back so we don't get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but like to think, like Return of the Jedi came out before I was born, so this is literally like the first Star Wars thing in my lifetime that has had a satisfying conclusion, and that's difficult for me to deal with because <laughs> Revenge of the Sith <laughs> yeah. sure shit wasn't. Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I got to listen to our last episode. Did not stick the landing. So yeah, it was nice just to have a self-contained eight episodes. Each one's just a different little mini adventure. Slowly builds to a pretty pretty good finale that has Star Wars things I haven't seen before. Instead of just there's a bunch of Star Destroyers now and they all have Death Star guns. 
It's so nice isn't not it, having uh, any of that. Isn't it great how there's been three Star Wars trilogies and the most succinctly ended of them was the Revenge of the Sith? When you say that's cool, it hurts. I, I don't know. That's, that's very yeah. cool. The, the 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 best trilogy closing movie in this franchise where trilogies matter so I mean, it almost much. Had like an unfair like four out of ten because we knew how it was going to end. You know. That's, yeah. No one's I ever mean, really but gone. they still stuck the landing. Like in the space of four days, and went from like, planet Burning you know, Man, like uh, maybe Return I'm, of the Jedi. Maybe I'm done <laughs> in days i went Pop from hey you know what Jedi, maybe i just won't watch star wars anymore to man i can't wait for season two next year now let that being said i have yeah. been hurt ryan johnson's got some plans for you so i will say right now season one's very good i do not know what the future will hold if season two debuts and they're like hey guys boba fett's still alive don't quote me yeah it sounds like something they would <laughs> do, do do not rub this in my face i'm saying in this moment <laughs> i very much enjoyed it scored on the list well that's Y'all. really good all the all the hopes of the uh the entire multi-billion dollar franchise are resting on the hopes of this show with a puppet so good luck. Uh, correct we are pro puppet on this I mean, podcast yeah uh, I, we are extremely pro puppet it's the only good thing i have to say about baby yoda <laughs> skip you know i'm passionate about trash on netflix right <laughs> have you heard of the perfection because you say that again the perfection yikes that is (laughs) so let me try and describe this so for like 20 minutes it has the plot line of the look of the feel of like this super shitty lifetime movie and then it twists it takes a hard 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 turn and then it takes several more hard hard turns until you're just staring a mouth agape like who the fuck wrote this who greenlit this who filmed it it's one of the most baffling things i've ever seen in my life what starts as a movie about a girl who used to be like a super impressive like concert violinist turns into murder double cross and a secret society of pedophiles it is nice oh, it's a lot it takes thank god for the algorithm dude <laughs> it is i love schlock this movie is both <laughs> two stars and five stars at the exact same time it is something else nice <laughs> they do the one of the worst things you could possibly do is like have a big reveal and then like physically rewind the footage to go back and show you how it actually happened oh no twice Dude, that's true. That kind of movie. Maybe you should watch it like a second time so you can like understand it. Will not do a... that. I'm gonna go read some Reddit theories <laughs> about a... it. This is a uh, this is a Netflix original, right? It sure is. So like when I mouse over this and my girlfriend's over and go, oh, this looks interesting. We should watch this and like <laughs> crack up laughing. Like I'm in the clear, right? Oh, buddy. I can get away with putting this on because there's not overtly like a Bigfoot in it. <laughs> I mean, there's not a Bigfoot, but there's definitely a scene where this girl gets sick on the bus, and it's just a ten-minute standoff of her trying to get off the bus without shitting herself. <laughs> like, she's in tears <laughs> and screaming, If I move, I'll shit! If I move, I'll shit! <laughs> she finally gets outside the bus and starts vomiting maggots. It is... And then, to, like, 
she starts seeing like bugs in her skin, like the fucking mummy, like little scarabs. Oh, and she's like, oh shit, that's fucked up. You gotta cut your hand off. And that's like 30 minutes into the movie. It is a trip. It is not good. Gentle listeners, this is not a... I'm not saying this is a good movie. But you know who you are, if that appeals to you. <laughs> it is absolute Correct. trash. See, so from New Year's Eve, I watched Alien and Aliens. And that was a powerful, powerful evening. Nice. I think I finally landed on the camp of Aliens better than Alien. Uh, Skip, you know I love horror, but Aliens is a fucking masterpiece. So you finally admitted you prefer thrillers. Correct. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason James Cameron just gets blank checks to do whatever he wants, because more often than not, he kind of pulls it off, huh? Like, Has he ever really beefed James one? Cameron I don't know tells a whole lot about his filmography. I don't think so. Don't think like, really if James Cameron's like, hey, you should probably see Avatar 2, it's like, oh, fine. I guess I'll see Avatar 2. Like, he hasn't the steered way me wrong I'm seeing yet. Avatar 2 is if I get assigned it. Don't Good worry news. about that, buddy. We got you. Yeah, you can just pencil that in now. It's no, happening. No, no, no. We're just gonna we're gonna sit until we can assign him Avatar four, and then he's gonna watch oh, everything. <laughs> this podcast will still be going on in twenty forty. <laughs> we're gonna run out of good movies. <laughs> going to. I'm looking at Lost in Space on my desktop, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going to so do it. Alien and Aliens. Um I think I told you I'm, I'm not as into those as everyone else is. I'm probably due for a rewatch, a rewatch though, right? Yeah, I I would have agreed with you, Chris, until I saw Alien in theaters like a year and a half ago. And yeah, yeah no, I was. They wrong. both have that a, movie is fucking phenomenal. I love that Alien has a director's cut, or Ridley Scott's like, yeah, the theatrical version is my director's cut. This is just shit they wanted me to add in for a special edition. And then Aliens has a director's cut that's like, oh, this is like all of the human moments that got cut out because Fox didn't want to put out a two and a half hour long movie. Aliens Can you tell us about the uh, pitch meeting, please? So much better. Skip, you know I was getting to it. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot confirm if this is real, but multiple people have said that this is what happened. That James Cameron went in the room, went went up to the board, wrote Alien, paused for a second, wrote an S, paused another second, and then wrote two lines through it to make a dollar sign. I cannot confirm if that is real, but until I die, I will choose to believe it is. That is the most powerful move I've ever heard in my life. I choose to believe it as well. Do you think that's how we pitched Avatar 2 through 5? Do you think you just wrote Avatar's dollar sign? Dude, if, if, if the sequel is called Avatar's, like... No, I think what he did is he drew, also, he drew like, Aang from The Last Airbender, and he had, like, the blue arrow and everything all over his body, right? Then he took the blue marker and started coloring outside the line so his entire body was blue. <laughs> guys, guys, stay with me. Titanics. <laughs> I'm in. The I'm birds in. of the Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's successful enough it's like are you going to be the guy that tells James Cameron he can't make that movie Like, you have That's to green light it he made Terminator like fuck there's nothing you can do you have to say yeah. yes let's see uh, I'll skip those I'll talk about those another time let's see Christopher my friend you assigned me a movie dear to your heart called Leon the Professional so here's the thing yeah I enjoyed it a lot. It's a very good movie. But also, 
at least four different times when Jean Renault was talking. I just yelled out loudly, you keep the money, which definitely <laughs> hurt several scenes of that movie. And I apologize. What? But also, he has that accent and he lives in squalor. He looks like he lives in Grandpa's apartment. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, look, I'm petting the kitty. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> Which is weird, but Oscar Nakasha has a Russian accent. He has a French <laughs> accent. Same thing. An Italian. Chris, you work with what you're given, okay? <laughs> the this entire is the situation. Oscar jokes. Oh, Susie. Look, they killed in the room, so therefore, it's all worth it. That's all that matters. Wait, I did wait, have does to reach. I did have to reach her. <laughs> I had to reassure my girlfriend several times, like, no, no, no. He does not want to fuck her. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> oh, there was definitely that awkwardness that in the room. very like, clear during the movie. <laughs> I made it clear to her early in the movie, like, no, no, don't worry. He does not have a change of heart. It's okay. Because, <laughs> you know, it gets a little dicey so, if you don't know where you're getting what, into. What do you think about uh, Gary Oldman? God, I... I love when Gary Oldman just like reads the script. He's like, okay, so you want me to do it that way? Or do you just want me to do it? Do you want me to really Gary Oldman it up? Because, my God. From that first scene, you're like, okay, he's in a different movie. But that movie is really, really good. Every single scene with him is solid gold. I I really, really, really like that movie. And it's so heartbreaking to me that Luc Besson is a big sex pervert. And he can't direct a good movie besides that one. It's a shame that he only made that one movie and then stopped directing. What could have been, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it could have been anything. But what, what could if have been done on like a thousands science of planets? fiction movie with like a thousand planets? Yeah, what if, man? What if? This will never know. Planets, so many. And yet we have time to stay on one with Rihanna for 45 minutes. <laughs> you know, if that movie existed. And Cara Delevingne. She's dead to me. She's O for two and O for life. I will never see another movie with her in it. But yeah, it's a great movie. Glad a movie you... that I think I told you that like literally like back in the day when every movie online was like a seven hundred megabyte AVI file. I've had that version of Leon the Professional on a hard drive since like two thousand seven. So thank you yeah, for it's... making me finally watch it. That's the one that's worth upgrading for. I'll be I yeah, I did. Put it on a big old TV, nice and loud. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. Alex, my good friend. You recommended me a couple movies. Oops. I sure did. Now, had you seen Yakuza Apocalypse? I have, yes. Oh my god. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Shall I explain to my I should good watch friend, that Chris? again. You should. Please do. Yeah. So, Chris, there's this legendary Yakuza boss, right? And the rumor is he's invincible because, like, there's all these stories of him just going ham on people with swords and then he just gets riddled with bullets and he comes out unscathed and those stories are sort of true because he's a vampire he's a yakuza vampire chris stay with me his most loyal underling who i refer to solely as senpai because i'm i'm bad with english names much less (laughs) japanese names uh, you know, he loves Boss, he's the best, but everyone makes fun of him, because his skin is too weak to get super badass Yakuza tattoos. That's his character thing in, like, the first half hour, is everyone teasing him because he can't get dragons tattooed on his back. Which, same. 
So, this one fine day, the Yakuza vampire's just minding his own business, and these assassins show up from the syndicate, and they're like, hey, you better fucking come back here, you're gonna die. And he's like, nah, I'm enjoying my life now. So they're like, alright, and they send their fiercest assassin, an otaku martial arts expert, played by the Mad Dog from the Raid movies. Oh, <laughs> yep. just straighten up my chair. The Mad Dog straight up just beats him to death, rips his head clean off. Said severed head bites his senpai and transfers his powers to him, and then the revenge starts. It is so violent, Chris. It is such a violent, violent movie. And then, like, 75 minutes into this two hour movie, we get the reveal of the syndicate's mysterious and unstoppable leader a frog costume. And by frog costume, I mean, like, not like a green spandex thing, like, literally, like, a mascot, like just a big ass green frog costume <laughs> with a big fucking yeah. frog hat. It is. And while all this is going on, the vampires kind of behave like zombies. So there's just constant scenes of just vampires just running out and infecting other vampires. And then we learn that Yakuza blood is terrible and has no nutrition. So you have to feed on civilians. So it's just, <laughs> this revenge story with all this bloodshed is mixed with vampires just murdering civilians. Takashi Miike is real and he's strong and he's my friend. Oh, he is responsible it's, for this nonsense? Correct. He's, respons- he's literally made like a hundred movies. Yeah, I have a feeling yeah, that God like, bless him. That's, I, I guess maybe directors don't get paid a whole lot so they just have to work every single week. They don't get to like you know, vacation on their yachts like American directors do. <laughs> it just churns out insane nonsense at an incredible pace. You're welcome, buddy. I truly appreciate it. It was a real crank because, like, I started it one day because it was on Prime. I was like, oh, shit, I just go run some errands. And then the next time I turned it on, it was no longer on Prime. Really got cranked Ooh. hard on that one. You absolutely well, hate, that's to the see thing it. hate to see. It was absolutely worth the $4. No regrets. Yeah. yeah. The last thing I will talk about Sorry. is the other movie. Six <laughs> Underground. The movie in which a billionaire and all of his secret friends go to save the Middle East by murdering the Middle Eastern guy. Timing could not be better, folks. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> nailed it, everyone. <laughs> Now, is this movie good? Absolutely not. Do I respect it? Yes. Because here's the thing with Netflix. Netflix, like, has this fucking thing that they love to do. Or they'll get, like, directors you know. Like, a couple years ago, two movies came out. One, uh, Hold the Dark, which is made by the guy that made Blue Ruin and Green Room. It's fine. Like, it's not bad at all. It's fine. It's pretty good. But felt like it needed some more polish. Like, someone needed to go over it again. And then Apostle came out, which which is made by the guy that made The Raid and The Raid 2, starring Dan Stevens about secret cults. It's like, what the fuck? This should be a 10-star movie. It's pretty good, but it needs some polish. Like, Netflix will just, like, hire these people on. They'll submit the movie, and it's like, a, okay, sick, thanks. Yeah, we'll put that on the front page for three days, and then we'll forget about it. So to take that mindset and just throw no oversight and all of the money in the world at Michael Bay... It's such a power move that I kind of respect. <laughs> yeah. Just real yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no, just turn in whatever the fuck you want. It's fine. <laughs> and just leave him to his own devices. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> the, literally, the end of this movie is just that dude getting straight up Gaddafi'd. Like, dead ass. Yeah. yeah. They drop him out of a helicopter as civilians just rip him apart. It's so fucked up. It's, it's, it's so, so fucked cool. up. Hey, Chris, do you like quips? What's up? Do you like it? Do you like music drops every two minutes? You know how much I like Suicide Squad. The fucking soundtrack of this movie. How many Muse songs Muse. were there? Because I lost Muse. Count. Muse again. Muse a fourth oh time. It's... <laughs> I should have pulled this up earlier, but I'm gonna. Muse is too dad rock even for me. It's, it's not. No, it's not even Muse when Muse was like culturally cool. It's like Muse post robot. Oh no. The only Muse song I know I is the one in Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero Three. Every song sounds like it might as well be an Imagine Dragons song, and there are like forty-five <laughs> no, needle drops. It is. I'm. It's probably the best case of like you look at that movie and see who's evolving. Go, I know exactly what this movie is, and yes. you do. Correct. You know. One thousand yeah. <laughs> percent. If this movie is for you, there is no question. Of like, oh, maybe it'd be like painting, and we're really surprised. Like, nope. This is one thousand percent Michael Bage being handed a fucking Scrooge McDuck sack of gold coins and be like, "Hey, go make something." We put on the front page until January, and he did. <laughs> but I will say, the whole sequence of the magnets. That scene fucks. That scene's real good. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I'll be, I had to I had to split it up because I got like an hour in and I was like you know what I can't fucking deal with this right now I was getting a headache <laughs> the sensory overload was too much for me yeah I felt like an old lot. man <laughs> that fucking 20 minute prologue and then bouncing around and then catching up to yeah. present day you want to talk about polar the fucking boy we love throwing graphics on screen explaining what's happening in sarcastic and funny ways Oh man, that is <sighs> yeah, <laughs> truly, truly a rough movie. But again, You're like welcome, buddy. Something I had to experience, like yeah, being told like, hey, someone just wrote a blank check to Michael Bay to make a Michael Bay movie. Like, I'm not gonna not watch that. Let's be fucking honest. Ooh, and correct. I didn't have to leave my house to see it. Like, come the fuck. Yeah, on. exactly. Like, how can you not? This isn't Gemini Man. We have to go somewhere. Future episode. Future episode. Blank check. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I just I, I love that I uh I got an AMC Stubbs ticket to that movie twice and didn't go either time. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I like looked at the clock. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> twice. <laughs> I you know I could just walk. No, no. And no one blames you. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. The director's not happy because he made no money. But, you know, maybe don't make a movie in a format that you can't so, uh... watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the last movie I have. The last thing I have to say is, so for Christmas Day, I surprised my family. I just drove up the four hours to Austin without telling them. We had a nice, wonderful day. We ate dinner. We're sitting there watching TV. They're old, so of course they have every premium channel. And we're flipping through all the movie channels. And she sees, my mom sees Knock Knock. Looks at me and goes, oh, that fucking movie. And it was the most pure and beautiful <laughs> moment I've ever had in 2019. Dude, <laughs> My mom and I got to connect on how me, fucking like, shitty Knock Knock Just is. give her a high five from me. <laughs> She's like, that fucking Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, it sucks so bad. And that's how I spent my Christmas. 
Are you, are we not going to talk about Elf, buddy? It was on. I had my phone in my hands as they're laughing. I'm like, you know what? I drove all the way up here. I'm not going to ruin this evening this time. If this happens again. Between that and seeing that A Christmas Story was playing on four channels simultaneously. I don't I... get it. What the <sighs> fuck is the deal with that stupid fucking movie? Fucking hate that kid so much. I don't know who I went, he is. I just hate him. I went home and watched Gremlins instead, like an adult. That's fair. Yeah. God, I love Gremlins so much. I still think Gremlins too. So, uh, I refuse to choose between my beautiful sons. Now, Skip, I heard there were some football games last weekend. I, I, I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this episode. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we can move on to something else and we'll. Yeah. Oh, is like that what you want to do? Yeah. You want to no, move on? on? Yeah. Because uh, it's funny that you bring that up because I feel like the Patriots might be moving on after well, this year. Well, th- that's know? the thing um, is we're uh, going to trade up for Tua and it's uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, with that first round pick you're about to lose for cheating again? <laughs> Could you imagine, though? Well, I mean, they might take the second rounder. Give it but, away um, for Mohamed Sanu, who's really good. traded good. it for Mohamed Sanu, Yeah. <laughs> He's oh my god, I forgot player. about that. <laughs> Chris, we have a lot in common. That we both will be watching our teams next week. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, At least we don't didn't worry, hire I've a guy uh, I've only got <laughs> That's one the week fucking left of watching buddy. my own team. Damn it, so man, I'm a defensive You wish you had a Bones on your team. <laughs> 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 Alright, so uh, let's start with week 17. So who remembers how ties uh, work? God damn oh, wait, it! Wait, wait. I do remember. <laughs> to the list. <laughs> Means we get to it assign... Right, both of us get to assign the loser something, and the loser gets to assign both of us something, right? Yeah, except backwards, because you won, and Parker and I tied for last. So Hell yeah. You get to assign each of us something, and both of us get to assign okay, you something. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, Love to see it. Okay, well... Sorry, no. Let's move on over here <laughs> Listen, I'm 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 happy to go first if you need a second. Uh, you have something ready for me. Since week seventeen, yes, yeah, since week seventeen is a fake week. <laughs> fake I'm week. gonna give you basically a, fi- yeah, a basic you're, week, you're basically. mostly ready. And I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the uh, the the lawnmower oh, man earlier. Right uh, you're a you're a big game. games. Right? Yeah, I love games. All right, so what I'm gonna need you to do is I'm gonna need you to play the lawnmower man game for Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm so jealous. Right, I'll do the best I can. Lawnmower Man. I, uh. <laughs> parentheses. I watched somebody streaming this Genesis blind the other day. This, like, like, I. The, the, the speed cheaters beat this game in like 45 minutes. Which, like, feels about right if you're good at video games. And since you know you're 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 a gamer, you're good at video games, right? I'm sure you can beat it in a reasonable time fashion. Not very but, good uh, at video games. But... Just let me know. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. And Sega. Uh, Park. There are uh, there are several different lawnmower man games on different systems, and they are all oh good. Different. So the Genesis so one in particular is a good one. Specifically, right. the Genesis one. It is a it's a platformer. There's first person levels where you go inside the internet in 1993. <laughs> oh my like, god! God damn it! That sounds really good. You get I'm to fight a, a giant face. Like, I... <laughs> just look at the box, dude. Just Google the box picture. 
I might do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's Parker, so do you have anything for me, or do you want me to assign you something? Uh, it's gonna depend on what you assign me. Okay. Because I just I'm looking at what I've watched this year, and sometimes you just see Hellboy, and you're like, ah, let's see what my friend Chris picks. <laughs> oh, first. good. Thank you. You're so kind. That might make my top ten. That might be worse than uh, Cold Pursuit because you it did is not like that movie dire. very much. <laughs> New. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's a lot going on here. Uh, just saw that there's a Hotel Transylvania, the series. Uh, and there's an episode called... <laughs> for, okay. I can't say that without laughing. Okay. It's called okay. For Whom the Smell Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yourself. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Alex, you're going to watch Hotel Transylvania. Um, you fucking kill oh, yourself. I love those movies. I assigned him a good movie and he's mad. All right. Yeah, oh, I, is it good? I've, I don't know. I just I, assume. Yeah, it's it was made movie. for okay, kids. Sure. As opposed to, like, fucking Happy Gilmore, which is made That's for mature that. grown-ups only. Um, Parker, you get to watch... You, you're going to get a... I, Okay, so you say that your movie's going to depend on what I assign you. This is going to be kind of a tough one. It's not going to give you a lot to work with because... I don't know if you're gonna love this. Um, you you might oh, you might geez. not even get the point of it or anything, but um, I think one of the fun things to do on this every once in a while is assign you something that you never would have heard of if it wasn't for this podcast. Um, I'm gonna assign you uh, the favorite movie of Bill, uh, the guy that I go to trivia with and one of my best friends, and also User Repick happens to love this movie. Um, it's and, and uh, it's almost impossible to uh, to get just based off the way they say it. So I'm going to have to send you a DM about it. Uh, it's called Escanaba in the Moonlight. And I really, Sorry, what really, really love this movie. I, I just sent you a, a little premise. Oh, man, it's an actual good movie. I, Damn it. <laughs> I happen to love this, this one. Is gonna... If you don't, and I could totally understand you plans. not loving this movie. There's a lot of really, really dumb jokes and fart jokes and stuff like that, but really 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 love this movie does that say director jeff daniels it does in fact <sighs> okay i wasn't expecting you to give me something you actually liked so this i feel bad about this but here's the thing <laughs> this goes back to a thing alex and i were discussing earlier because i went to the wikipedia and alex it says right here that replicas was a january release comma uh -oh. <laughs> like don't get me wrong replica sucks but it is spectacular <laughs> dude i definitely saw that like thanksgiving weekend are you sure january 11th 2019 give me a second let me okay. let me consult the ultimate i solution. i guess uh i guess i should check on my good friend nelson then i mean don't get me wrong it was screened in 2017 and then wait, it came out in january actually 2019. Wait, i think alex is right let me see this why would Wikipedia wait, lie to wait, me? Wait, uh, you watched it in 2018. Where did you watch it? Did you watch it in Singapore in 2018? No, 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 no. no. I watched. Okay, it. well, it came out. Yeah, the only it came movies, out in the U.S. in 2018. The only movies that I've seen in a theater in Singapore, Queen's were Corgi, Truth or Dare, <laughs> uh, Queen's Corgi, and Gonjim Haunted Asylum. Ooh, so I want to watch Gonjim Singapore again. is yeah. one for three. No, one knockout though. I happen to love Gonjim Haunted Asylum. Anyway, yeah, it. Uh, you're both right crazy. then. I, in truth or dare. All right. 
I, I lied too. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck truth or dare. That movie fucking blows. Anyway, uh, replicas came out in 2019 in the U.S., but it came out in Latvia in 2018. So make your Latvian potato jokes. Oh shit. Oh yes. I was when I was seeing the Ball Brothers playing for uh, their. <laughs> like Chris, don't get me wrong. Replica sucks, but it is entertaining. Like. It, it sounded it the way that you guys baffling. described it that uh, it's going to be good. <laughs> the smell. Because I'm hoping you've forgotten most of it. Because man, watching that plot unfold in real time. No, was... whatever you guys said about replicas sort of blended shit. in the same thing that uh, what was it? The seven was. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Another Keanu Reeves movie that's replicas. Supposed to be bad. Well, I had such a good time on the last one. Thank you so much. Like. It was just came out in the middle of like Keanu Reeves. Dude, everyone loves Keanu Reeves again, and this thing just farts out in mid-January. <laughs> oh man, when you, there's, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Like, even if you have yeah. no fun with it, I'm excited to revisit some specific scenes in that movie. <laughs> oh good. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, okay, that's I'll, I'll watch it. Time to right, fix your yeah. top ten. All right. Serenity. 1B. <laughs> Replicas. Yeah. So, let's move on to the wildcard round. Now, uh, I decided to keep the format nice and simple. You know, we've had these teams all year long. We, we're, we're riding with our teams. We're riding with our boys. So, every one of these matchups is just going to be whoever's team wins assigns whoever's team loses a movie. So, let's start off. We have Chris's Bills against Chris's Texans. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations, Chris. I hope you enjoy whatever movie so you pick for lots yourself. Of blackface, but not too much. Now, our second game Titans vs. Patriots. The Titans, one of five unowned teams, <laughs> somehow. It was so Parker. I like how we did the thing Parker. for like two I'm... weeks in a row where it's like, alright, you get to pick one of the remaining teams, and then we just stopped doing it. Because all the teams oh. were dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, and no one ever took the Titans. So, so Parker, here's the thing. I'm going to offer you a deal. I'm going to offer you the Titans going forward in exchange for a movie of my choice. This sounds like a terrible bet, but also absolutely. You know the Titans are playing the Ravens next, right? right? Yeah, they're going to win. Like, you're actually just going to be able to uh, make my life miserable. Look, he gave me Yakuza Apocalypse, so I'm willing to roll the dice here. That's. <laughs> I knew you would love that movie. That all right. Man, that's so, that's a, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so good. So Parker, buddy, I'm going to sign you a movie that my girlfriend told me existed oh, that I fuck. talked to Chris about when we went to see Star Wars. Oh fuck. Now keep in mind, the last movie that she recommended to me for to, for someone on this podcast to watch was Open Water Ooh. Two. <laughs> so, not a great track record. Damn it. <laughs> So, God fucking she damn told it. me about a movie. She told me about a movie that she saw a few years ago called Twelve Feet. <laughs> now, let me you, tell you about Twelve Feet. Deep. How many feet? Twelve Feet Deep is a movie about these two sisters who are swimmers, and they're at their college pool, and they're just swimming around. And one night, somebody comes in and just closes the uh, like the fiberglass lid of the pool over top mm-hmm. of them. No fucking way. <laughs> and and starts, you know, demanding things from them. And, you know, they have this, like, harrowing experience. 
and also the guy that does it is the guy that played the jigsaw killer wait a second oh fuck yeah! i do remember you talking to me about this in fact i may have said oh Parker i'm so Jones. happy <laughs> and you were right <laughs> by hook or by crook fuck yes this is what this is a classic now, win-win situation for this guy now i have no idea what actually happens in this movie but it was on Lifetime at one point. Oh, so. fuck yes, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You'd love to see it. And you get to keep your Titans going forward. So, uh, congrats on that. Oh, yes. now, now we'll move on to the Sunday games. First things first, it appears that my Vikings have defeated Chris's Saints. So, since I can't do this for the game that I wanted to do it for, I will do it here. <laughs> You're gonna watch Patriots. Today. About time. I... You're gonna celebrate the yes. end of the dynasty with our friend Marky Mark oh and a bunch of mass holes. I'm so excited to talk to you about Patriots Day. <laughs> Reliving that movie and remembering. I might watch it again this week. <laughs> One Chinese guy gets subtitled, but none of the people. Oh fucking Tar this It's so cool. Oh, I love Patriots right. Day. And the kid from Hereditary driving not- the hall. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, shit. Now, last but not least, it would appear that my Seahawks have defeated Chris's Eagles oh, in some buddy. bird-on-bird crime. <laughs> wow, crazy yeah. how that works out. Oh, f- on so- National Bird Day, no less. <laughs> <laughs> National Bird Day? <laughs> So, Chris, you're going to watch a movie that I completely forgot existed until somebody reminded me about it earlier. Called Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet? Is it all one word? Oh, my God. Ultraviolet, That's one so word. That's so fucking mean. <laughs> That's, That's disrespectful. Let me put it this way. The more like this on IMDb are Aeon Flux and the five Resident right. Evil movies. So... <laughs> I have to admit, I'm having trouble That's, uh... Hey, enjoy putting that on at work and watching three frames of it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's a work movie if I've ever seen one. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Ultra... I have given that several chances on FX on a Sunday afternoon and gave it a resounding... And eh, no thanks. I'll keep flipping. It is... Ooh, boy. Came out in what, 2006? <laughs> Let me, let me see if it's the right plot. Oh, go, don't worry, Set Chris. in the late 21st century, it's... a subculture of humans have emerged to have been modified genetically by a vampire-like disease. Okay, that's the right one. Uh-huh. Yep, and you fell asleep. There it is. Don't worry, Chris. It is the same guy that directed Equilibrium. Oh, oh my god. Future episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to? I want to talk about Gun Kata for an hour 45. Stupidest word. <laughs> oh fuck! This guy wrote Street oh, well. Kings. Oh shit! Oh, maybe man. this is good. Okay, maybe the movie's actually Street good. Kings is in your future, Parker. I can't believe I haven't assigned you that yet. Honestly, me neither. Wait, did you? I don't think I did. Okay, anything else for uh, gaming games? I know you did. I I think that's all for this week. Tune in next week when my Vikings and also my Seahawks get skull fucked and I am the one that has to watch movies 
So next week we should do uh, Lost in Space. Well, let's do that. We'll do that. That's fine. With I'm, me. I'm very. <laughs> I'd rather have grouse If you put me in a house How would I much prefer a flat If you put me in a flat Then I'd rather have a house Set me on a mouse Then I only want to ride Set me on a rat Then I'd rather chase a mouse The Rotom Tugger is a curious cat And there isn't any cool for me to shout For he will
the tea, sis. <laughs>